This podcast was recorded during the 2023 WGA and SAG-AFTRA strikes. Without the labor of the writers and actors currently on strike, the series being covered here would not exist. Welcome to the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast, where a steampunk girl, a lifelong sci-fi fan, and a rocket scientist chat about the popular 2009 sci-fi series. There's never a dull moment with the agents dedicated to protect humankind from unexplained phenomena that manifest their powers in special objects. And there's all those friendships and relationships along the way. Grab a cookie while you can. Hope you don't smell fudge. Gear up with your Farnsworth Tesla and Neutralizer. And let's have some fun by snagging it, bagging it, and tagging it. Welcome back to Artie's Attic. We're a Warehouse 13 fan cast. I'm the Warehouse 13 janitor, currently spending my days on my hands and knees looking for broken bits of a disco ball and a wall-sized mirror frame. My name is SP, and the lead Artie's Attic agent and historian who spent her birthday weekend playing craps in Vegas is Agent Shannon. I wish it was craps in Vegas. We're just Vegas, but hey, what's up, guys? And the rookie agent who, despite extreme obstacles of plague and homelessness, this past weekend fought her way to become the coolest co-host I've ever had. It's Agent Carolyn. I, I, I have a really, I did have a really good weekend. Yes, it was. It was a very fun weekend. We had con weekends for you. We had strip clubs for me. It was all good weekends in. It was a great weekend. I mean, I had to find a hotel emergency leave, but, you know, it was fine. What happened? It was all fine. Uh, the friend that I was going to stay with ended up getting COVID. She texted me Friday morning and said, uh, I just texted positive for COVID. And I'm like, well, I'm not staying there. <laughs> hotel it is. So it was uh, It was uh, 7 o'clock in the morning looking for a hotel close to the convention center and finding one that was, you know, it was a lot more expensive than I was planning on spending. That's for sure. Cut into your con. If you don't know what Carolyn actually got to do this past weekend, look her up on her X feed at Ocean363. You will see some amazing pictures we might talk about later on the podcast. Rose City, right? Rose City? Yeah, Rose City Comic Con. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, I I would say timeliness is everything. Coolest co-host ever. That's awesome. (laughs) You know, you're you're always, both of you are always welcome to come. Pretty cool. Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about it. Anyway, let's get on with this show. We are continuing our discussion of the show that premiered two years before Instagram existed. Oh my goodness. It's Warehouse 13, Season 1, Episode 8, Duped. Pete's goofing around with Lewis Carroll's mirror creates a mishap in the warehouse with bad consequences for Micah, but there's no time to learn of it as Artie has to send his agents out right away to discover how two small-time crooks are suddenly able to rake in millions at the casinos without raising any eyebrows. This episode premiered on August 25th, 
2009. Shannon, I think this is your favorite one yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Micah. Yes. Well, and what's the girl? What's the girl from um Eureka? Yes, what's her name? Erica Sarah, and she's yes, playing Jillian Whitman, not she's- Joe. She is not playing Joe. I know. She's pretty cute, no, too. But I, I always liked her. It took me a minute to try to figure out where she was from, because I'm looking at her face going, crap. I know really? this face. I know this face. Well, I had to... Both him and her from, from the same show. She has 49 acting credits since 1994, including a role in the 2004 Blade Trinity movie, four huh. Battlestar Galactica episodes as Maya, this one episode of Warehouse 13, 77 episodes of Eureka as Deputy Sheriff Joe Lupo, eight episodes of Supernatural as Duma, 21 episodes of The 100 as Dr. Becca Franco, and 10 episodes of The Astronauts. She played Connie Rivers, total of 49 acting credits. She has been in some stuff, even though it's only been, and I say only because we get hundreds, actors in the hundreds, only 49 acting credits. She is... But she's Noted. been in good sci-fi, though. Yes. The 100. I remember she did a great job in that. I don't remember her in Battlestar. It was a smaller role for four episodes, but she was there. She was in it. Well, her co-star from Eureka was also playing her boyfriend in this episode. Yeah. Gary Whitman was played by, or Niall Matter is his name. He was played Gary Whitman, and he has 56 acting credits since 2007. He was in two episodes of Stargate Atlantis. I forgot about that. He was in mm-hmm. the 2009 movie Watchmen as the Mothman. He was in this one episode of Warehouse 13, three episodes of Melrose Place, five episodes of 90210, and then 49 episodes of Eureka as Zane Donovan. And currently oh. dozens of Hallmark movies. Hallmark and shows. movies. Yeah, I knew him from Hallmark movies. I forgot he was in Eureka. I was like, ooh, Hallmark guy. those are the two big co-stars in this episode and unfortunately since this does cross over to eureka and they do play eureka characters it got a little bit weird for me watching this again because when it was first out uh it wasn't a known hard crossover between the two and we established that it is in the same universe later on and Eureka has been on for at least three years. It started in 2006 at the time that this happened. So I'm like, gee, couldn't they have played their own characters? I don't understand. So they weren't playing Joe. She wasn't playing Joe. She was not playing it's been so Joe. Long since I've seen Eureka. Yeah, he was not playing Zane, but they are two actors from Eureka. Right. True, so cool, but though. they had to disappear because, you know, they had all those winnings and they had to just find a beach somewhere. And disappear. But Pete, just let him go. Yeah, take the cash. Just leave Vegas. Just take the cash and go. <sighs> Man, Micah was a hottie in this dress. You mm-hmm. can't even deny it. Neither one of you. <laughs> no way. <laughs> well, she did knock everything crooked, according to Pete. Yes, 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 yes. But I, I, th- I think I loved that. Had the way she convinced Artie that she was the real one. In while she was sitting in the mirror, yeah, and she let him have it, and he needed it, and he needed to hear it. Mm-hmm. But 
And I think he actually heard her too. He didn't, he wasn't just like blown her whatever off. you're a reflection in the glass and I'm not paying attention to you because I've been burned before kind of thing. He was really paying attention to her and says, you know what? I screwed up and I'm well, sorry. And, well, he was going to blow know, it off for a long time until Claudia brought yeah. up the whole, whatever she created. <laughs> she's only I know she's like, it's just something I whipped up. <laughs> This big machine to talk to a mirror. It's not named. It's basically a, a what she said. It's a CIA laser microphone, basically. So she modified it so it would go to the other side of the mirror, so they'd be able to communicate back and forth. I guess, but it's not yeah. named what it is. No, but it was just she's just like I just whipped it up, and it looks like one of those old timey camera kind of things, and then. You know, it looked like she had a belt full of batteries or something to make it work. I mean, it was like this major thing. And she's only gone for like, I don't know, it, what seems like 15 minutes when she's supposed to be gathering research for this mirror. She, uh, she what then, am I, uh, your gal Friday? <laughs> yeah. It's amazing how she can just whip things up, but you're not really supposed to be using these things for, for personal gain. Obviously, there's no, no side effect for her, but. Well, I mean, she just grabbed, she just has things that are laying around the warehouse. Nobody else is doing. She's like, oh, I could make this, this and this with this. So uh, here we go. Let's make this. Artie dresses her down a couple of times in this episode. He mm -hmm. really needs to impart on her that while she is all enamored with the warehouse and all the cool gadgets in there and the wonderful things that she could do and the improvements that she can make, Artie's like, these are real things that can kill you. And oh, by the way, that man out there that we saw last episode, McPherson, he will kill you. And he's rough with her, but in the same situation, she needs it. Yeah, she kind of needs it. If I was doing it, I would be dressing her down, too. It's like, look, I know this is cool, but you are in real world hurts here and you could die. Yeah, but he did apologize a little later and told her that he was a little rough with her, but that he wanted to emphasize the fact that it was, you know, that guy is, is evil and he will hurt her. And she just said, well, you know, she didn't like the fact that he hurt him and she kind of owes him for helping out her brother. So she she wanted to help and that was the way she wanted to help. And he she just she didn't know that he is that dangerous, even though we all know that he is that dangerous. I thought it was uh, funny <laughs> when uh, there when it starts when the episode starts out, and you've got Lena. She's very scared, and Artie's trying to take on the whole world. He's trying to find McPherson and do everything, and he can't do, and he's not getting anything accomplished. So she's trying to get him to realize that Fright, uh, Mrs. Frederick, is after McPherson. And uh, that he's missing out on all the warehouse things that he needs to be uh, taken care of. And then he says, well, you've got all of them out there doing inventory. And this is when you see uh, Pete's down there playing ping pong with the mirror again and and uh, doing things he's not supposed to. Yeah. Micah coming out. And says, Are you playing with yourself again? <laughs> I got to go back a second. I got to defend Artie here for a couple of things. First of all, at the end of the last episode, he basically said to Mrs. Frederick that he was going to go after McPherson, that she was asking him, what is his next move going to be? And he's like, we have to figure it out. So it is not all in the hands of Mrs. Frederick. He is front and center trying to figure out this McPherson thing. And 
the inventory that he's asking everybody to do is literally trying to find the stuff that's missing that McPherson might have on hand to use. So he's actually doing positive things here. True. However, you know, she said they know that they're missing things yet. Yeah, they don't. That's why they're doing inventory. Yeah. Remember last time he's like, I thought we bagged all those up. I thought I got all those with the grenades. Now, I I realize new ones were made, but they figure out that this guy has artifacts with him and they need to find out what possibly is gone from the warehouse. That's stated a couple of times. True, but they all that discussion was also in the back of the car before Artie got a sword through his chest. So she probably told him, hey, it's now time for you to rest, recover. She'll take over looking for McPherson until he recovers. And he wants to just do it all right now. And she's like, both of them are like, Artie, you need to heal. You literally got a sword through your chest. You need to heal. <laughs> and he's like, no, I have to find all the things and do all the things. This whole series is a one-way trip for Artie. He's not coming back. There's no coming back from this. Well, the warehouse does take a lot out of you. So what did you think about the two mixing of the artifacts? You know me, I always love the the history of of what they're mixing, like the Lewis Carroll mirror. I think that was pretty amazing how they incorporated that story into it. Mm Mm-hmm. She wasn't so nice, was she? Uh, no. I no. mean, I thought it was really funny where uh, the disco ball was the was playing and you see uh, Claudia over there going, oh, yeah, and starts dancing with the disco ball. I mean, it really doesn't have any power there, but that was another artifact that we got in this one. There are a lot of artifacts used in this one. Yeah. I don't know if she was dancing. Be- I think it did exude its power. I don't know if she was dancing just because it was cool and, you know, something's gone different and she's just enjoying it. So there's that part. But it has powers to make it does. you enjoy Studio yourself. To, yeah. yeah, to suck it up. So I can't say for sure that it was just all coolness for her. It might have been the ball exuding its artifact power on her. The ball. Uh, Artie, I hate disco. <laughs> I lived through the 70s and I uh, agree. I hate disco. And one of my favorite movies, The Martian, you know, the only movie, the only music he has to play is the commander's music, which is all disco. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, oh my gosh. At least they did the good disco songs for that movie. (sighs) But because of uh, Pete playing with things again, it causes Micah to end up holding onto the mirror so it doesn't fall down and crash while. The disco ball is making everybody stop and not want to do anything. And then all of a sudden, Alice changes places with Micah. Because it takes it takes her reflection from the mirror. From mm-hmm. both mirrors, actually. So yep. now you've got the essence of basically... Wacky Alice. Wacky Alice. Thank you. <laughs> Brain fart. Wacky Alice. And so now basically, you've got the essence of Alice, evil Alice, inside of Micah. So they swap places all together. So now you got a spunky Micah and <laughs> like this. This is spunky Micah. Okay, let me ask you this, Shannon. Was your favorite part Micah and dressing down Artie as they were coming up to that, or was it the kiss, the steamy kiss in the hallway? And let's forget about the relationship thing for a second, but the steamy kiss in the hallway. Actually, my favorite part was when she kicked. Pizza ass in the hotel room. 
I was going to say that's probably her favorite part because it was literally she's sitting there kicking his butt. And I was like, oh, this is probably Shannon's favorite part. (laughs) Was the kiss nice? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, lucky Pete because damn. But yeah, it it knocked him (laughs) off. That's for sure. It would have done the same to me. I'm just saying. Just saying. (laughs) I forgot everything, including my name. I liked I liked the the way she's like, oh Pete, I tried, I really tried, and now I'm gonna have to kick your butt. So he's a, he's a lightweight compared to her. Mm-hmm. He's taken by surprise, and that surprises me. He has no vibes on this whatsoever. I have a problem with that. If his right? superpower is vibes, he should have had a vibe about this whole thing from the warehouse on. Right. He should. I, have I agree. Something. I was yeah. I was amazed there was no vibe. Especially when 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 Artie called and he's like, "So, are you getting any Nothing? vibes? Getting yeah. anything? Nothing?" He's like, "Yeah, the buffet is way overpriced." We did ask about Micah. He's like, he was picking up what Artie was putting down. He's like, "You mean Micah?" And Artie's like, "No, I'm. I know she's listening. No, just anything." He's like, "No, the buffet." He throws it off. However. That could have been, and I watched it a couple of times, and I wasn't 100% sure, that could have been him acknowledging it, that it is Micah, but he knows that she's in his ear, and so True. he can't say it. So it's hard to tell. There was some good uh, Star Trek and Star Wars references in here, though, because when uh, Pete got off the uh, Farnsworth that time, he goes, Kirk out! Kirk out! Yes. What was the Star Wars one? That was that was pretty good. What was the Star Wars reference? What was the Star Wars reference? Oh, because it's what lured McPherson to the dark side. That was the Star Wars reference. It was oh, later on. The dark power. Yes. I thought you were going to say talking cookies. about the dark side. No, there was no cookies. No cookies again. in this episode. No cookies, yeah. but there was like there was like a scone, which they should have. It should have tipped somebody off because Micah was eating and no one else was. Like Pete, uh, they already did grab known. one at the end, but somebody got should have got tipped off because Micah was eating. Micah rarely eats things like that. Yeah, Micah so, doesn't do sugar. Well, it yeah. could have been like a big like Asiago cheese bagel or something like that. Not necessarily. It, it doesn't have to like be sugary. That, That's not. That doesn't sound like anything like Artie would eat. I don't know. Have you had one? They're pretty good. I did have a uh, bacon cheese scone when I was at the uh, con, which was actually really, really yummy. That sounds Mm. pretty good. It was pretty, it was really good. rubbing it all over the place. It's really good food. I got to see (laughs) number one and Nurse Chapel and her husband. You got to have your arms around both of them and you didn't even, you know. Star Trek. And Star Wars with Zed, and then you had Gigi too. Yeah, it was just a, it was overall amazing. Yeah, just <sighs> one of these so days jealous. I'm gonna come into the common. It's happening next, next year? year. It's September sixth, seventh, and eighth. Maybe, maybe. Well, you're both welcome. It's around the start of school, but it's not. You start school. Your kid, your girls start school early, like in August. Yeah, right? August fourteenth was our. Yeah, so you could go. I could. Hey, I know where there's a good hotel. <laughs> <laughs> so the artifact, 
the artifact I don't think was named in this, I, or at least I didn't catch it. So I don't know. Which it's one? just this the lucky coin. The lucky coin came actually I wrote it down. The lucky coin came from the Jubilee Grand and something about a fire. They didn't really explain much. I had to watch it twice to catch this and I read it and I like paused when they showed the little coin. It was from the Jubilee Grand. So they didn't get something about a fire and it saved another guy's life. So I'm guessing when they stole it from that guy, that's what exuded power from. I'm not sure. Because artifacts are created. They're imbued with their powers whenever an event like that happens. So if someone saves someone and he says, here, this is my lucky coin, but you're going to have. Yeah, it has side effects. You get the side effects for using it for not for good, right? So, so that's not probably using what the it. burns were. That's why it burns their hands because oh. they're not using it for yeah. worthy things. No, the fire, the fire of the Jubilee Grand. The fire Grand. at the Jubilee put, Grand oh. is why it was burning their hands. But it allowed on. him to see the future because that's the power that saved the guy. And then they stole it because they're a couple of con artists. So if they used it the correct way and just looked at the future and tried to to do better things than, but, but, but because they're using it for personal gain. I don't know. I mean, every artifact always has a downside. So my guess is, is even if you were using it for good, you would probably still get the side effect because, I mean... Eventually, yes. But theirs was quicker because they were using it to steal all the money. Yes. They- <laughs> a lot of money. <laughs> they, they said they wanted to steal at least $5 million. <laughs> They just weren't there yet. Almost there. We're almost there. A couple more thousand left. I'm like, okay, so you're four million nine hundred and eighty nine thousand dollars in. Then she's like, you need to go to the doctor. She's like, he's like, we don't have any insurance for that. He says, hello. I'll go. I'll go if you go down and bet more. And I'm like, oh jeez. This was before Obamacare, so I get the insurance thing. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, and if you had pre pre existing conditions, no one would even look at you. Man, I have tons of those now. Damn it. Yes, you do. Any new job I go to, I have to disclose all that stuff. Well, hopefully your your job now currently will be fine. And By the way, this was barely before the onset of the Affordable Care Act, which is commonly known as Obamacare. It was signed into law on March 23rd, 2010. Barely. So just wow. a few months Month, after yeah. One of the other things that I was laughing at in the beginning was when they were all sitting around the table in the morning and Artie was giving them this information and Micah was, you know, not Micah, was Alice Micah. And uh, Pete and Claudia come in and Pete's playing on what looks like a phone. I'm guessing it maybe was like Snake or something because cell phones, I don't think we're, I don't know, I don't know what's where we were at with cell phones or something like, or a Game Boy. And he's sitting there and they're arguing over the fact that one of them wants to play the game and he won't give it up to Claudia. And then they're like a bunch of children at the table. And, and Micah's like, Claudia, be quiet. <laughs> Cause she just wants to go. Cause Alice wants to get out. She She's wants to, to go explore the world. Yep. She wanted the $10,000 that Pete had in his little um, container. Yeah, it's not a lot. She doesn't know how much $10,000 is worth. Cause, you know, she's been, she was a little girl. Yeah, oh, yeah. It, in there for she just wants the money yeah well 10 grand is not a lot so well not not to mention look the way she was dressed she's victorian dress so she was from the late 1800s 
early 1900 time frame. So she'd been in that mirror for a minute. For a bit. <laughs> for a minute. I mean, you might look a little scary if you've been in the mirror for 100 years, too. Hey, did you see me when I came from the hospital? That was scary enough. Yeah, I got a couple of bootleg pictures, yeah. Shade bootleg on one pictures. side, long on the other. Yeah, it was... <laughs> and, and a bunch of... I, you know what? I don't think Sean really cared about retribution at that point in time. He was just glad to have you a lot. Hey, I made it. I made it to the birthday. That's good. You did. Yes, for Yay good. for birthdays. You weren't put in the dark vault. I was not. <laughs> right? That's where the mirror's going. I, mean, I kind of was for a little bit, but I didn't stay, so it was okay. Yeah, this is. Was this our first mention of the Dark Vault? I think this is yes, the first mention of the, the Dark Vault. This is the first mention of the Dark Vault. And he still didn't show them what the Dark Vault was. Yeah, we didn't get in there. I, I no, he's going to do that tomorrow. Was, was part of the pilot in the Dark Vault? I can't remember. I think when he went to get that, the comb. Yes. That when he went to get the comb from the pilot, I think that was the dark vault because it's like got a purple hue and everything. Yeah. So I think that's the dark vault. But this is the first time set. So two months later after the pilot, this airs. And so we get another mention of dark There's still vault. parts of the warehouse that they haven't even discovered yet. I mean, it's huge. Well, it's the warehouse. That's so, a yeah. lot. Of, look, for someone who does inventory all day long. A, I need a Micah, Pete, and a Claudia all helping me. That's a lot. I need this. You see the Claudia for the entertainment. So I have <laughs> yes. a point on the Studio 54 ball. So you guys have been in warehouses, Shannon, obviously. You guys have been at Home Depot and Lowe's. That's relatable to most people that right. haven't worked in a warehouse. The Studio 54 ball is on the, the top, like third, fourth, fifth shelf, whatever. It's on the top, right? It comes down from that height and it doesn't break. Yeah, it like bounces. It's because it's an artifact. I guess it's made a mirror, though. You would think. Just speculating, just throwing it out. You'd think that something magic gets mirror, chipped. Magic mirror, though. It's magic. You don't question it. It's, it's just viewed. <laughs> and then the whole wall mirror comes down. Boom. You would think that just once, too. but like, like twice. And yeah, you'd think yeah. it shattered or the frame would break or something. All I yep. know is that when I just barely drop my phone, it shatters. So, yes, I would think that the, the glass would shatter multiple <laughs> okay. times. So They don't make things like they used no. to. <laughs> you, you, you need like the Steve Jobs uh, artifact imbued, imbued first iPhone. That's what you need. Yeah, I need something. I need something because like on my Galaxy, I've I, so many times I have put the screen protectors on it, but... You know, like when you place it and it's not quite where you want to and you want to pick it up and replace it again? I just bought one a couple weeks ago and they come in packages too and both of them cracked, spider cracked within like 15 minutes being be open. You Weird. need to buy better ones. I know, I need better ones because now my phone's all scratched. Yeah, the ones that I buy for work, they go on, actually I have one on mine and it, it hasn't cracked at all. And the one that I have it's on fine. my iPhone, it's, it's perfect. They don't, I guess they don't make that stuff. For them. I have to put on lens covers now too, yeah. lens protectors. I put, I put those on mine because too. these lenses stick out so far now. Let me tell you, I had with work, I had an iPhone 11 and I don't really like iPhones that much. I don't, I don't really know much about them mm-hmm. because I've had a Samsung for so long. I mean, like, like 20 years ago, we had an it's iPhone, valid. but they're, they're taking our phones from us. So we had to go out and get a new phone and then they're going to pay for the, for the phone line service. 
So only thing I can afford, I got an iPhone 8 and it's so much tinier than the iPhone 11. I'm like, my hands are cramping after having the iPhone yeah. 11 for two years. Yeah, I get that. And I'm like asking my friend, I'm like, I don't even know how, how do, how do I get, you know, songs on here? How do I get ringtones? I don't, all this stuff I want to do. I don't, I don't know. I'm not an iPhone Ringtones person. are harder now. Just because there's, they've locked it down so much. You need to actually do it on your computer and then transfer it over. It's a pain well, no, in the I, I got it. I mean, you could go to your iTunes, buy the song, but you have to buy not just the song, but you have to buy the, the ringtone, which is like a 30-second clip. Yep. I got my Jason Aldean on there. That's all I need. Okay. <laughs> as long as you got that when you're as set. As long as I got it. I do have <laughs> an, another issue with this uh, episode here. So it's not really an issue. It's kind of just funny. So, you know, Shannon, like your husband, I've done a thing or two with cars, right? So they're talking about Micah and pulling to the right. And all of a sudden, all the time I'm thinking, oh, she, her car is out of alignment. She's pulling to the right. She's going into the ditch over and over again. <laughs> well, well uh, when he said that, he was actually making the head motions on yeah. screen. So. To me, it was no. It was his head. Yeah, head it, it was, was the way the way she torques her head, her neck. Whenever. And that was how, that was actually how um how they how they figured how out they that that's actually it. and he's like oh, actually she, Micah in the mirror. She and does not pur- she does pull to the right when she's mad at me. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty funny. So and the name of uh, did you catch the name of the um the ferret? Crack me up, Pete. Yeah, little Pete. The name of the ferret is Pete. Because he's cute, but he's very annoying. <laughs> <laughs> All around, this is obviously going to be my top episode so far. For obvious reasons. I like the co-stars that we get. I like that the mission that they're doing. The missions are getting. And I like the fact that she's finally, finally starting to get somewhere with Artie. So hopefully in the next episode, we'll see them having more of a com- conversations. Because there's things that she needs to talk about with him. I think it's the second season that comes through, but like, like the whole thing that happened with her in Denver, mm-hmm. you know, she needs to have someone to have those conversations, but even though she talks to Pete, obviously, but, but because, because Artie's lost officers, I mean, off, well, he's lost people also to agents. So I like that we're, we're finally getting somewhere. And I like that you see how Lena, Lena is more involved in this episode a lot too. She's doing help do the mm-hmm. research. She is. I mean, she's got an oven that needs to be fixed, but yeah, she was making what she was it? Bring Claudia to the kitchen. Apple pies. What was she making? What pies? Uh, but the thermometers broke because uh, he said Claudia he fixed not that. Fix, right. I think Lena could fix it herself. She is that capable. But Artie said he was going to fix it. That's what Lena mm-hmm. was pointing out. It's like Artie, you said you're going to do this, and she's trying to get him out one handed. Let me fix the stove. <laughs> he could do it. And just get out of the warehouse and focus on something else for a little bit. It's part of her job, right? Is to be a counselor to the agents. And that's one thing that she's working on here. Well, that's also a reason why they also keep her. I mean, she's not just an innkeeper. She's very in tune to emotions and feelings. So that's her special, you know, contribute. Well, and, and, uh, Artie did use that. He the reason why he wanted her back while making pies was so that she could hold on to the mirror and see if the person behind there was actually alive. She could get a vibe. So if she could touch it, but (laughs) and then Artie was holding on to her 
uh, backside, her pants. And Claudia's like, what are you doing? He's like, get your mind, no, out, of the gutter. Get your mind out of the gutter. I'm just holding on to her in case she falls into the mirror. But so she, what's back. cool about that, what's cool, what I thought was cool about that scene is you can tell that she didn't ask him to do that. He didn't tell her he's going to do that. You just, they just automatically jumped right into those roles. So mm-hmm. you could tell the, the relationship that Artie and Lena have together, that they already mm-hmm. know what needs to be done because they've worked so long together. They're a good mm-hmm. partnership. So Claudia's laser mic, when she powers it up, does it sound like a Ghostbuster backpack to you guys? It kind of did, yes. It did, yes, yes it did. <laughs> Each of us yeah. is wearing a non-licensed nuclear accelerator as back. <laughs> Don't cross the streams. <laughs> so Carolyn, what was your favorite scene? Uh, oh, this, this, this one had so much in it. I, even the second time through was just, there was still, I was catching a lot more. I don't know as I could cat think about the favorite because that I mean there's a lot of funny parts in where Marty or Artie I did it again Artie do you want to your kids Marty your kids kids you got to do something about your kids be done sorry um, Artie was telling uh, Claudia you know you never trust the shadows the shadows have power and then he talked about Bloody Mary. And she's like, oh, yeah, but that's just a myth. And then he looked at her like, and then she's like, oh, I forgot where I worked. You know, yeah, everything <laughs> yeah. does. I don't know what the Bloody Mary is or what the story was with that. But, you know, what? All the, what? I'm sorry. What? See, that's why I need a history okay. person. I feel old now. Okay. It's something as I did. SP, didn't you do that as a kid? Well, yeah, a, a Bloody Mary. Well, we call them suicides, but. No, I'm not talking about a drink. <laughs> there used to be an old, what do they call those? Wives' tale, whatever. Where didn't you ever go to like a summer party when you're little? And if if you you would you would sit in a circle and you would chant Bloody Mary in the dark and while you're staring into a mirror and supposedly you would see no. the image of Bloody Mary. No. I cannot tell you how many times I got shoved into the bathroom at at summer parties. Okay, you say it. You say it. Say it. Say it. I'm like, I'll say it. I'll say it. So you say Bloody Mary three times, and it's supposed to have an image of. This woman that was blood. Oh, Whatever. I mean, we tried to do that. one of those Ouija boards. Ouija boards. Ouija boards. I'm like, nah. This is this is all. Fake. You know what? Look, I love ha- Halloween's my favorite holiday. No. I mean, Christmas really? is nice and stuff, you know. But you know, Halloween is my favorite. I could see that. I love everything, but I ain't touching the Ouija board. Mainly because I believe in it. <laughs> I think it would freak me out. I, I believe think it really would. I've never I believe in one. spirits, and I believe that you don't mess with the religious stuff on it. So, like Friday the Thirteenth and Freddy Krueger, none of that stuff, or the Omen, or none of that stuff scares me. Exorcist kind of scares me. It's a little bit too much in the head. So, The Conjuring that scares you. <laughs> I, mean, I don't watch any of this stuff. I mean, the candle. I, I don't the either. Conjuring. I'm not. I don't watch horror. I just. It's never been a thing. A uh, closest I get to horror is like Aliens Two. That's no. about the closest I get. A couple months ago, we watched Poltergeist, and I heard it, it was first. It was Carrie's first watching of a horror movie. But it's to me when I was her her when I was her age, I knew it line for line. So it wasn't like a. Why does that not surprise me? It, it really shouldn't. It shouldn't. But so, so still, I mean, I like, I like haunted houses. I like horror movies and 
The Conjuring. Michaela oh. made me watch The Conjuring muted and with the light on. And she still jumped all over the front living room. Really? <laughs> she's watching the TV? She's not on her phone or anything? She's just watching it muted? She well, No, she sat glued to me with the lights on while we watched it muted. And every couple of minutes, I'd have to stop. Okay, pause. What's going on? <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny because she would she she can't sit still during the whole movie. She jumps everywhere in the in, in the living room. Right? I'm like, calm down. It's just you know a jump scare. That's, that's what it is, right? Should we watch Conjuring one and two that way? So Conjuring three came out, and she wanted to go see it at the movie theater. I'm like, okay. So I drove her all the way up to North Dallas. We went to the movie theater. We get in. We made about thirty minutes in, and she made me leave because oh. one, there's no lights on. Okay, you can't have the lights on. Two. It's not muted. Three, she can't scream inside the movie theater like, you know, just <laughs> really? Everybody well, else does. Well, I'm sure everybody else was. Okay, let me rephrase that. She can scream, but she wants to jump around yeah. and she can't sit still. So mm. none of that worked. I thought it was <laughs> funny, but none of it worked. I did think of you while I was at the con because there was a booth and it had, I can't remember who else was it, but it had sci fi on the booth. And the booth was all Chucky. It just had like dolls of Chucky and you that could get your picture with Chucky. And I was like, I, I really, I thought about taking a picture and sending it to you, but I totally forgot. But it made me think of you because I was like, oh, look, there's actually a booth of sci-fi. And, oh, big surprise. Yeah, it's got Chucky in it. <laughs> yeah. So, sci-fi. Yeah. 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 I'm surprised there's actually a sci-fi booth there. Right. That's why I was going to take a picture for you. But I totally I totally forgot. But I don't I don't think that was I mean, there was a lot of other favorite moments. There was also one where Pete said that he wanted to trade Micah for the the Fonsworth for the Tesla because she's like, but you have the other gun. And he says, yeah, but it's not the cool one. It's not the cool one. Mine has the real bullets. But you lost the coin toss. But you lost the coin toss. And let's go see if we can change your luck. <laughs> she was good. Alice was good there. Yeah. She was bought into it. Yeah. My favorite part is when Artie and Claudia put the mirror back up and they walk away and they turn around and Artie sees Micah in there. And that just changes the whole dynamic of everything right away. It's like, oh my yeah. gosh, what is this? Is that really Micah? Is it? some foreshadow or something that's just a a, a a figment of Micah in there, or are, do we really have a big problem? I mean, what's going on? Can anybody get sucked into there? And it started down a pretty cool path. So that was my mm-hmm. favorite moment in the whole thing. But you're right. There was just a lot of neat little moments along the way. I liked it when, the mirror, when they were at the end of it and they were putting the cape back over the mirror and, and they dropped it and then she screamed at them. They're Ooh. like, oh, jump scare. I know. Yeah. Like, yeah. So one of the reasons why this episode is probably so good is because of the director. You probably haven't heard of him. His name is Michael W. Watkins. Does that name ring a bell? No. Okay. I'm not surprised. He has 64 directing credits that start in 1990, including two primetime Emmy awards. Wow. Now, Spoiler it right ahead. This is the first of two episodes. He actually does the next episode as well. So they did back to back. I don't know if that was designed or he was like, I'm here and the director fell through. So I'm just going to take the next episode too. 
He did six episodes of the original Quantum Leap, and that's where his awards Aww. were. Six episodes of Lois and Clark, The New Adventures of Superman. One episode's of Millennium. I don't know if either of you two watched that one. No. I think it was on NBC, if I'm remembering correctly. I don't think so. Okay. It doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Six episodes of The X-Files. Here we are. Two episodes of Smallville. One episode of Caprica. Oh. Five episodes of Justified, which is a very good series. Great series. You like it too? I know Sean does. I love it. Yeah, Justified is pretty cool. Did you see uh, City Primeval when that was out? Hmm. It just came out. Sean's watched it. So you might want to talk to him about it. Eight episodes of Royal Pains. I know there's some Royal Pains. I like it. Yeah. Was, that was a good show. I like yeah. it. And 22 episodes of The Blacklist. Ah, okay. Oh, I watched oh, that. That's what the, that thing, they got to play it on Stargate. Yep. Which is, the original movie. Yeah, yeah, the original movie. Daniel yes. Jackson. Spade, yeah. right? Yes, David Spade. David Spade. David Spade. I like Blacklist. When, I, when that first... Not when it first came out, but like when I discovered it, I blew through like all the seasons. In like like it, it was a good series, and I think they ended it well. James Spader. That's what I don't think I've seen the end of. I, don't, I haven't seen the end of it. I watched it up to the seasons where she found out that it was her dad, mm. and and her husband turned on him. Oh, you have a lot to go then. How many seasons are there? Let's pop I don't the remember. There I was want a to lot. say 10. Yeah, something like oh, 9 yeah. or 10 or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to take a while. It was written by a pair, Benjamin Robb, who was pretty much a staff writer during this season. But then he went on to write his own stuff. So a total of 17 episodes of Warehouse 13, all the way up to the fifth episode of the fifth season. So we're going to be seeing back. stuff be that Benjamin does. He had 25 episodes of Afterworld that he wrote, four episodes of The Flash. Four episodes of Arrow, so I covered him over on the podcast, Starling Tribune, and two episodes of the newer Quantum Leap, not the older one. It must have been a, a pair when Michael Watkins came in and Benjamin Robb was, you know, going to write future episodes of Yeah, of I never, I haven't seen the new Quantum Leap yet. So. I haven't either, but I, I just know that they basically rebooted it, so I don't know I don't... how many crossovers. I know the main character, oh, what's his name? He, he played Captain Archer. Um, Scott Bakula? Yeah, Scott, Scott Bakula. Bakula. Yeah. Yeah. I know he intentionally did not want to have anything to do with the reboot, which kind of soured a lot of people, both on him and Quantum Leap, which is unfortunate. Well, I understand that, though, because you don't want to get so stereotyped into your character. Also, I don't think he believed in the, the way that the I TV... I think he didn't like the script. Yeah. 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 He wished yeah. him well. I think I read something on his Twitter or something like that. He wished him well, but it was just not something that he wanted to be a part of. Well, sometimes reboots don't go as well. I mean, you couldn't, to my opinion, you couldn't do a reboot of X-Files without having David Coveney and Jillian Anderson. Yeah. I wouldn't watch it. Especially they're talking if they're about playing, it. Especially if they're, paying, if they're playing the same character, but just different people. Oh. Then they're done that. I'll yeah, watch that's, all seasons, that's, and I won't watch that one. Mm-hmm. I didn't watch the reboot of Charmed either. <laughs> that was a horrible one. That was horrible. That. Well, I got it's kind of funny. There's a guy who's retiring in a couple of weeks from my work. He was 
in my office when I first got there way back in the early 90s. And he loved the original Charm. He kept out every day after Charm, he would come in, oh, did you catch the episode of Charm? Did you? I'm like, no, I haven't, Steve. So eventually I'm like, okay, I'll watch it. So I watched a few of them. And then when the reboot came on, I was like, okay, I'll check it out. I'm like, nope, nope, this is nowhere near the original one. It's time to eject here. All seasons of Charm, the original one, I watched all of them. I went to a con one time up in Oklahoma City, which is three hours north of me, just to see Holly Marie Combs, right? She was the real reason I went there. There was no one else there worth seeing. It was the smallest con that I've ever gone to. I think there's like 12 tables. It was. I it think was I remember bitty. you telling me about that one. But she's so tiny. I mean, she must have been standing on a barrel or something the entire time they filmed her because she, I'm only 5'2", and she was like barely five foot. I got my picture taken with her, and I'm like looking down at her. <laughs> I'm like, finally, someone who's small, who's smaller than me. That's not my kid. <laughs> so back to, back to the Warehouse 13, just to finish it off. It was co-written by Derek A. Hughes. has 25 episodes of Afterworld, 21 episodes of Warehouse 13, four episodes of The Flash, four episodes of Arrow, and two episodes of Quantum Leap coming up. So these two are a pair, Benjamin Robb and Derek Hughes, when they're writing. So uh, we... I, I think if you take a look at the episodes that they're involved here in Warehouse 13, I think you'll be happy with the, with their writing, which, you know, tells you something, but they haven't really done much. I mean, four episodes of The Flash, four episodes of Arrow. It's, it, I those wonder are big if they shows, write but, anything for the third season. Of this, yes. For Warehouse yeah, Benjamin Robb, uh, just off the top of my head, uh, Season 3, Episode 8, The 40th Floor, and Season 3, Episode 10, Insatiable. 40th Floor was a good episode. I don't remember Insatiable. I have to watch it again. I don't remember. Uh, did you notice, uh, SP, there was a Snagit and Bagot in this episode? I was a little disappointed. Cool. and I, I was grateful to have it. Right, I was, I was grateful I, I, that I the coin went in. I thought when I saw it, he snagged yeah. it and bagged it. It did make a little spark. It did. I didn't mm-hmm. see it. Yes, it did. Colin. Yeah, it did. Oh, okay, it, it made right. a little spark. It did. All right, I'll, I'll have to go back and watch that scene because I'm like, oh, I didn't see a spark. I must have been drunk. I don't or something. know if the coin ever got into the warehouse because we just go That's from. That's what I was going to talk about. We just. The, the, <laughs> I yeah, we just go from there. They actually get the artifact because is it in the mirror? Or is it? Well, it was on the Alice Micah because, well, it was on Alice Micah. She had it in her hand to see what the future would hold when she went in to destroy the mirror in the warehouse. That's right. So she ended did, up picking up the hammer because she took it out of the snagged and bagged ta- bag, and then she was using it. And she had it when she was inside the warehouse because she said curiouser and curiouser with it in her hand. And then it kind of burned her. I love that quote. I know, right? (laughs) Um, And then you just see her walking throughout the warehouse. And the next thing you know, she's they've got the disco ball zapping her back into the mirror. But what happened to the coin? We don't know. Because if Alice has the coin inside the mirror, that can't be good. That cannot be good. Her looking at the future and being able to escape? No, thank you. Yeah, no. So, I mean, I did see a snag and bag, but it was, I don't know what happened to it. Like, is it in the mirror with her? You know, we don't know. 
Carolyn, I know you remember the back of my car, and I've always had stickers, but I used to, I remember I used to have that sticker. I think I still do. It says snag it, bag it, and tag it. Yeah. I need that on a t-shirt. You, we do need that on a t-shirt. It's you positive. might know an artist. Yeah. And you also know somebody that has a t-shirt company. I know. I just found that out recently. I'm like, hmm. I Uh-oh. think you can have that made. That's, and if that's you have that made, I would like one too. So, Jake, right? if, if, if you you're have listening. It made... <laughs> oh, yeah, it was Jake. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Jake, if you're listening, um, we all need that t-shirt. Definitely. But I have to go to Redbubble to get the sticker. Yes. Is there anything else you guys want to talk about this episode? I loved it. I loved it. I mean, it was really good. There was so much involved. I watched it the first time and went, wow, there's a lot in this episode. I liked it at the end when Artie's like, well, I need the money back. He's like, but it costs a lot of money to get the helicopter last minute. So. Yeah, but, you know, have all the receipts. He said he would get all the receipts. That is something I want to bring up, too. So it's the cold opening to this episode is Pete and Micah fighting. And then Mm -hmm. it goes 14 hours before. So everything that has happened up to the fight in Vegas is 14 hours. That's it. It's a it's a long work day, basically. That's it. Like, wow. So all their travel back and forth happens within well, a day. Well, I don't know. So they're in North No, they're in South, South Dakota. Dakota. Now they gotta go to Vegas. That's two different time zones. So I mean Yeah. Yeah, it's going back in time. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they can already, right? Right. I thought it was a great episode. I, I like I, I like the way that they imbued the history with the Lewis Carroll stuff. Of how when Artie was talking about the real Alice and, and where they got all the stories from, and they were warehouse agents, and they were talking about stories of of stuff inside the warehouse, and that's how they came up with. Stuff. Oh my god, that's that's a, cre- it's a very creative way to add the history of things into the warehouse. It's See? sad though. There were agents that lost their lives getting that mirror. Hmm. Right. And that's how she got stuck. They think that's how she got stuck in the mirror. Because the murder stopped after she got stuck in the mirror. And you wonder, Artie keeps talking about, no, I've been tricked by shadows before. I'm not listening to this. You're like, who tricked Artie and what happened? Because sounds like it was something pretty severe if that uh, if uh, he won't even consider talking to Micah. Well, he's been duped by McPherson. Well, true, but I this was this was all about the shadows. Like he wouldn't even make eye contact with Micah in the mirror. So he's saying you can't dupe him, but this is the man who has one button security system <laughs> in the warehouse. That's so true. I, That's I very easily that. disabled. Just ask Claudia. All right, Shannon, got a question for you. Right. Do you want me to read the next episode's description from IMDb or Amazon Prime? I don't know what I picked last time. Whatever's the better one. You picked Amazon last time. Amazon. Let's do Amazon. When Artie, played by Saul Rubinick, receives word of a rash of unexplained suicides at a Florida prison, Pete, played by Eddie McClintock, and Micah, played by Joanne Kelly, are sent to investigate. Claudia, relegated to inventory duty, decides to change a light bulb with the help of an artifact. And that is Warehouse 13. Season one, episode nine, regrets. Yep, that's a good episode. Uh-oh. That's a really good episode. Never use an artifact to change a light bulb. 
Oh, Does she, she not want to know anything? She discovers I mean, it that, you know, Artie has to save her. Does she not? I mean, did she not learn anything from Artie in this last episode? She never learns anything in those. Episodes. She always gets duped. She always gets she involved with all these artifacts. If I remember this episode correctly, Pete or uh, Artie is telling her that those bulbs are Shelby bulbs, and they were invented by Adolphe Chalette like 108 years ago or something like that. If I'm remembering correctly, so the bulbs themselves are artifacts. Yeah. <laughs> And then she gets creative and she starts to find ways to like put th- to put things on so she can go up and change the light bulb and they're magnetic and she ends up it just the magnetic is so strong that it starts moving a, a, an old Chevy or something that's in the warehouse. And you just see it move inch by inch by inch by inch and everything keeps sticking to her. Yeah, that's that episode. All right. But, but yeah, so that, that's also the episode where they are trying to figure out, oh, you have another Eureka, yes, ne- next episode. Uh, yes, I believe so. We will cover that next time. God, so uh, once again, Warehouse 13, Season 1, Episode 9, Regrets, which we are scheduled at this point in time to record next week. Next Tuesday. Yep. Yep. All right. I've had fun this week. Have you guys had fun? Absolutely. All right. Yo, wh- I don't think I had fun reading any feedback this week. I, I didn't get any emails. Yeah. yeah, so we need some feedback, guys. You can get a hold of us at our email, which is warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. That's 1313, by the way. Warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. It goes straight to Shannon and she'll give it to us. And then also, you gals are on the X, the app formerly known as Twitter, <laughs> at Ocean363. Yeah, Sci-Fi Girl, it, it's a little weird if you don't know Shannon and how she spelled stuff, so it's S-Y-F-Y-G-U-R-L. I want to say you made that your screen name long before Sci-Fi changed to Skiffy. Long before. Long before. So before they went to Di-Fi. Yes. I, I made that back because Sci-Fi was, S-C-I-F-I was already taken back then, so I, I spelled it that way long time ago. But that was also about the time that they were doing Sanctuary, I think, is when they were doing Sanctuary. Oh, I love that show. And I think they, I do too. And they just had changed it. But the girl, the G-U-R-L, came from the Bengals because that's how they spelled one of the songs, September Girl. I'm old school. What can I say? All right. So, yeah, get a hold of us there. We would love to read your feedback next time. Until then, that's it. I'm the janitor, SP. I'm Sci-Fi Girl. And I'm Carolyn Ocean 363. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. (sighs) Number one in Nurse Chat. Yep. Thanks for joining us for an episode of the Artie's Attic Warehouse 13 fan cast. You can find all our episodes at warehouse13fancast.com. If you'd like to contact us, you can hit us up on our email at warehouse13fancast at gmail.com. We are a part of the Lone Wolf Podcast Network. You can hear more of this cast and other shows like it by checking out lonewolfpodcasts.com. The intro music is Sci-Fi Hybrid Intro by Soundmake, 
and the outro music is Science Fiction by Tunes to Go. Both were purchased on Pond5.com. Did kids get you anything for your birthday? I got a stuffed Highland mini cow from Carrie. Cute. And, I know, cute. and then I've got, I think it's coming sometime this week, but it's a little heart that says mom on it. And it had, check this out, it had a blue stone on it. It was like, yeah, I got it because you, you know, I like, you, I know you like blue. I'm like, you realize it's also actually my birthstone. She's like, really? I'm like, hello. <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> She, yes. So she, she does not realize it's your birthstone. Yeah. So she bought it. Such a cutie. Not, and it had a blue stone on it. And she, but she's like, "Well, you like blue?" I'm like, "I do." But she's like, oh, I didn't know it was your birthstone too. I'm like, that's pretty funny. <laughs> I bought my first Halloween trick or treat candy. Oh, what'd you get? Well, I just you know the the big bags of you know a hundred pieces or whatever. What'd you get? It's a big bag of a hundred pieces. It's got so you don't you never passed out candy before. No, I I mean this year I start stocking <laughs> oh, up on okay. it. We have a galore of kids. <laughs> I got to have like at least five hundred pieces. Like look, last year was really? the first year I passed out candy and I hated it. I'm like, no, nope, I'm going to go back out and trick or treating. You only have so many years of that left. Well, and then they go to haunted houses with me. Okay. <laughs> I, I took McKayla to her first haunted house last year. I went through it the night before, and I I like haunted houses, so I rate them one to five, and it was like a, a star and a half, right? It was very weak, weak, weak. But the guy in front of me pissed his pants. It was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> did you uh, did you see all my pictures, Shannon? I did. So did you have a good time? I did. It was a blast. It was a blast. So, did you feel up just one of them or both of them? Uh, I got put my hand on both their backsides. But there you Not go. Butt, but the back. Were they touching I you? Put it on my Did they smell good? Yes. I didn't know. That notice. is a criteria you're supposed to have. Uh, I'm sorry, I failed. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't sniff them. I mean, you had number one in Nurse Chapel, one on each arm. On each arm. And Jerry O'Connell. I mean, he was in the crowd, too. I mean, he was literally in the crowd just taking selfies. He's like, yeah, sure, it's all part of the experience. No problem. And I'm like, 